is a god of the game. There is justice in sports if you are either a Danish football fan or a Kiwi cricket fan. Yes. Kane Williamson finally lifted the well-deserved World Cup. Spain put 5 plus Slovakia. Ronaldo equals Ali Dai's goal-scoring record and the knockouts are here. Absolutely world-class. The business end of Euros is over. All the games have been played. All teams have played their games and we have the final 16 who have gone to the next round ready and well laid out. Welcome to yet another episode of Sports Charcha. This is Bala here. Ishan here. Hi guys. Also we have a very important discussion on what happened in the World Test Championship finals which we all thought would be a dampener but credit to those 22 players who made it into a result. But we'll talk about that later but let's get on with our Euros. So as on when we finished our last episode last recording group a's games were over now group b and group c not many surprises there apart from the fact how denmark came back won that game 4-1 and got qualified amazing story it was i think it's great i think it's great for international football and it's also great for the people of denmark because after that setback i think no one would have blamed the team for not playing up to standards and not qualifying but they actually used that as motivation uh, for anyone who doesn't know what i'm referring to to what happened to christian eriksen uh, but used that as motivation to you know drive their team forward and if you looked at look at how them how they played in the last game it was great to watch great football convincing result i think deserved deservedly through to the knockout phases yeah amazing scenes also with their fans backing them it was great to watch uh, it felt like there is some justice after all Russia well they deserve to go out i am not going to talk about that much finland gave a good account of themselves but they lost to belgium i mean belgium's quality clearly came through and finland fell short there so there wasn't much surprise there and next started group c again not much surprise netherlands had it easy over north macedonia 3-0 netherlands looking good or looking better or still the same i think yeah but i you can't you can't say too much out of a match against north macedonia all due respect uh, i think also i just want to mention a nice touch by the dutch team to honor goran pandev at the beginning of the match with a jersey a dutch jersey so that was a nice touch but yeah meaning uh, you can't say you know anything special about netherlands with that match but you know they are going in with good form but you know so are all the other big nations who have fire started firing just when it matters so it'll be very interesting to watch how they uh, you know perform in the knockouts will they continue that momentum or how will mm. that go you know genie vinaldum have scored more goal than marco van basten for netherlands <laughs> oh. oh my god like it, i mean two things one genie vinaldum scoring more goals than him and mark van basten have scored only 23 or 24 goals i mean okay it's still a great uh, Uh, return he has been only 60 games or something but yeah when you look at insane numbers like ronaldo and messi 24 doesn't seem to be really big actually <laughs> these guys have spoiled us for good <laughs> yeah they have really the other game austria ukraine austria were the better team ukraine again they were extremely poor and deserve to go out but luckily thanks to that four best third place team rule ukraine have actually qualified so from this group 
we have three teams, Netherlands, Austria and Ukraine, all three qualified. And North Macedonia, unfortunately, went out finishing fourth. All right. So B and C, nothing much happened. Now let's move on to Group D. And I want to start this group's game with this line. And, and I'm probably going to name this episode this. It's called Outside of Modric's Right Foot. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> oh, my God. nothing more beautiful than looking at Modric scoring that goal. I mean, if you guys haven't watched it, I mean, many, many would have already because it's one of the brilliant goals of this tournament so far. It was a thing of beauty. I mean, see, there was, I was just thinking about Modric. Like, what can I talk about him? What can I say about him? So I had this thought, like, see, there are these certain players, like, when they are in their zone, you can't do anything about it. Like the opposition can't just can't do anything about it. Modric was not in that zone, but he was very close to being there against Scotland. I, their experience, Scotland, Scotland's inexperience was actually exposed, and yeah, they, I think, they lost. I think game. I think because we're going to be talking about the World Test Championship as well. Modric reminds is a lot like Kane Williamson, you know. True. Like one of the greats of the game, but I don't think anyone can not like him. Even the Barcelona fans applaud him because, <laughs> yeah. you know, one, there is no doubt that he is by far one of the best midfielders of our generation. But when he does things like, you know, that goal, just the technique involved to hit it while the ball is in motion, first touch across the goal. I mean, He's done it all, right? He's won everything. But the you know, just to do it when it matters and do it that way, I think that's just unbelievable. I think it's one of the best goals this season, uh, this Euros, and we've seen some great goals for sure yeah. already. But I think just in terms of the technique involved in scoring that, amazing. And I think what also was very, you know, amazing to watch with Modric as well as Perisic. Is that these are you know highly experienced players who played you know many years, won everything there has to be won in you know club football. But the reaction they had, you know, getting Croatia through when they were almost going to get knocked out, you know, going down on their knees, you know, it was just meant so much to them, and that's so great to watch in football. And I think that's what makes international football so beautiful. Yeah, you're talking about that uh, small footage of uh, Modric's reaction after the yes. final whistle. Yeah, yeah. it was, was brilliant, pure emotions. So again, congratulations to Croatia, deservedly gone through. Again, as I said before, they were not good during their first two games. We all saw that and some of us were even worried for Croatia. And Scotland, again, on the other hand, were very good. They played really good football. Yes, they didn't go through. They finished fourth. It was disappointing. But from a performance point of view, Scotland were actually pretty good. If you have to look at their game against Czech Republic and especially against England too. But where they lacked is that international tournament experience. It might sound like a jazz thing for people, but we have watched international tournament and club tournament for a very long time to know that it doesn't mean that you do very good for your club team, doesn't mean you will do the same thing for your international team. Both are two different things. So it doesn't matter like you have very good players who play for very good clubs in Scottish team, but as a group, as a team, they'll have to play against other internationally experienced teams. So that kind of got exposed. So they got that done. And Czech Republic and England, not a very great game. Yet again, a 1-0 victory for England. Jack Grealish played really well. Jaden Sancho was introduced a little later. A lot of people were questioning the decision of getting Bukayo Saka in instead of Jaden Sancho. But 
you know, Saka had a great game. You can't blame Gareth Southgate for that. Yeah, I mean, England, I don't know, man. Like, they still are, you know, failing to match up to the type of squad they have. They're still playing like a squad full of defensive midfielders and it's a little frustrating. I think just to go back to a little bit on Scotland, I think to give you an example of how, you know, experience matters. Uh, Scotland, their best players are their defensive line. You know, you've got Scott McTominay, Robertson playing and it shows because they barely concede any goals. What their weakness is, is their forward line. And actually, in the McGregor who scored against Croatia was their first goal in a big tournament in 20 years. So, yeah, yeah. they were very unfortunate. So, I think a big shout out to the Scottish national team about the heart they showed. Yes, they were underpowered completely, but they showed a lot of grit. But yeah, coming back to England, I think Jaden Sancho, I don't know what he has to do to just properly cement his place in the squad. Meaning, I think Gareth Southgate runs a risk that if this does not work out for England, based on his strategy or whatever he's thinking, I have no idea what he is. He might alienate a lot of players to think about, you know, what their place is in the squad and why does he need to be there. So, I'm a little worried about that. See, that's a risk I think many of the international managers run, especially a team where you have a lot of good players. Yes, England, they have a lot of 7 out of or 8 out of 10 players. They have one, maybe, I mean, based on what we have seen, we'll have to say Kane is probably the 9 out of 10 player from that from that lot. Rest of all, you'll have a lot of 7 and 8 out of 10 players. So, He's going, to, he's going to run that risk anyway. See, he picked Grealish, he dropped Sancho. If he loses, Sancho fans will come and say, hey, you didn't pick Sancho. They say, if he picks Sancho and doesn't pick Grealish, Grealish fans will come and blame him like, hey, you didn't pick Grealish. I mean, and the English media split right at the center on how England performed yeah. in, their, uh, in, in this group stage. I mean, I know we are taking a little bit of more time on Group D, but we just wanted to cover this point because... Uh, one part of the English media is uh, very positive, saying that, no, we didn't play our best football, yet we qualified, seven points, topped the group, didn't concede a single goal. So there are a lot of positives to stake. And we have always seen over the years that international football are usually won by teams who are very good in defense, not necessarily they are very good in attacking. So I, I agree to those points. And then there is another side of argument that says that, you know what, we didn't play against great oppositions and they are going to play Germany. We're going to talk about that. Uh, and someone part of the English media feels that since they have been uh, tied together in this defensive way of playing, they may not be able to express themselves against Germany and they may fail, they may, they may, they may fall short in that game. So oh yeah, You make a valid like point about, you know, they got the job done and at the end, it's the results that matter. They top the group, they qualify and, you know, yeah, meaning as a, as a fan and especially as a neutral, I'm not an English fan. Uh, the squad they have, you cert, you sometimes feel that they have to, they are supposed to play a certain style of football. I think that's where the frustration lies with the large part of the world. But if you're looking at frustration, it is from fans of players, individual players, and not the team itself. There are, you know, if you saw on Twitter, there, you know. Grid line separated between Sancho fans, Grealish fans, uh, not of England fans. England fans are more worried, like focused on like, hey, we made it through, let's move on. Let's. I think I think England needs a tournament where they are not making the headlines and just getting the job job done. Yeah. I think I think that is probably their key to success. Like where they are just 
being boring and winning grinding out results i think that's fine because nobody is going to say like both of us will shut up if they reach the final somehow uh and get the job done so i think yeah i agree with that hmm. all right so that's with group d england finished on top czech republic so sorry croatia finished second and czech republic uh, czech republic finished third so all those three qualified moving on to group e spain finally scored five goals with two own goals <laughs> two own goals i mean see agreed slovakia was abysmally poor i mean they just gave up after the second goal they just gave up so spain just ran them through uh, did you see luis enrique's uh, quotes in the, the pre match press conference so he no, said he said spain's like a bottle of kava which is corked so once you uncork it you will see the football flowing and goals coming apparently that's what happened spain did score five goals i mean as i said two own goals the first own goal was a comedy of an own goal and just before that spain missed the penalty morata missed the penalty and it's the fifth consecutive penalty spain have missed wow in internationals fifth consecutive penalty they have missed just don't go with this 5-0 result i still fear for spain yes i agree and one big positive that has come out uh for spain in this group stage is pedri he was amazing he was the one who was running the game it was brilliant to watch him play that way i mean it's been a while since we have seen a spain midfielder playing that way so reminded me of those olden iniesta days but apart from that pedri the pedri the amazing talent man what a player i think for club and country he's going to be a he has a big future ahead of him yeah but moving on to the other game which also gave five goals but probably one of the best games of the last day which is sweden versus poland finished 3-2 when this game, when sweden scored the third goal right my reaction was oh god i felt so sorry for lewandowski because in my head i had this all narration like lewandowski will score the third goal it will be a hat trick that will take poland to the knockout lewandowski winning ballon d'or i had all this narration in my head but sab popot ho gaya yeah and then ronaldo scored two goals saying hey ballon d'or kisko dena hai but the two goals are brilliant and and lewandowski missed a simple header like he he was right in front of the goal the ball bounced off the of the post it came to him he just had to head it there was no one there but he headed straight into the post i mean it was it was so disappointing to see that but he came back and scored two goals disappointing for poland they are out and this uh, group ended with sweden first spain second Slovakia third and Poland fourth but Slovakia also didn't go through because of conceding five goals to Spain they went behind in goal difference yeah. so they are also out so Finland and Slovakia are the two worst third place team to go out and moving on to the group of death it literally felt like group of death the number of times the table kept changing yeah. throughout the 90 minutes of the both games was just amazing to see which one you were watching i mean i was looking around both i was watching the obviously the france versus um, portugal game uh, obviously i had my loyalties in place i have both ronaldo and benzema playing that game uh, but meaning i saw the highlights of the germany hungary game that was actually a far more exciting game to be honest in terms of just the drama attached to it 
the you know the goalkeeping error which hungary conceded and then germany leaving it late to qualify it was a lot of drama attached to that but you know coming back to the portugal versus france game what a game but the game will always be remembered for the refereeing decisions matuel lahoz oh my oh god i mean god. we've been complimenting uh, refereeing this euros because it's been a little different but i think that just went out of the water it was just meaning i i do not understand what happened like literally the game should have had one penalty which was a legitimate penalty and that was the one which was not given <laughs> yeah that's true the bruno fernandes foul right yeah oh yes. wow <laughs> uh, on on common that was i think one of the most clear cut penalties i've ever seen yeah that was not given but the mbappe penalty oh meaning oh god meaning what was happening and theek hai referee saying okay it's a penalty but var yeah var is looking at it and then there are two other referees on the var screen and they are saying it's a penalty i mean i was very surprised but you know ronaldo did his job he has two penalties you barely see him miss penalties he's now tied for the all time uh goals scored in an international with ali dai uh, there was a nice exchange on twitter between those two players it was great to see but you know it, the match was about karim benzema and cristiano ronaldo great game uh, benzema scored a great goal the, his second goal and coincidentally if you see the stat one interesting stat for you guys uh, he scored at the 46th minute 22 seconds on both sides of the half yeah yeah which is it is pretty cool yeah is for all the trivia junkies please please take a note of this you will see this a lot in 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 many of the sports quizzes when you come across this was a unique yes. unique thing to happen as you i mean everything agree to everything you just said portugal france was good but see i still believe portugal were as little lucky france should have come out as winners of this game based on the balance of play again they had a wonderful game pogba was brilliant kante okay he had a good game but you will have to credit the guy whom we have been criticizing for almost 5 years for not living up to his potential renato sanchez yes i thought he was immense especially against pogba and kante you have to be a really really good midfielder to 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 engage with them both and and he was he was superb yesterday and again uh portuguese coach santos went with that this is something i was thinking about it because it it's not easy to play with all four ronaldo jota bernardo silva and bruno fernandes he'll have to sacrifice one of them and he did sacrifice the one who didn't have a great game over the last two games and put renato sanchez in there and that made all the difference but i still think portugal hasn't hit their best and and i and i have i have slight worry I, i slightly worry for them yes they have great players obviously you have ronaldo and everyone but there is something missing in that so they'll be playing belgium we'll talk about that uh, a little i think a quick shout late. out to rui patricio who yeah that's saved portugal because that one save of pogba's amazing shot and then a double save because he saved that and then griezmann got the rebound he shot it again saved it i think that was one of the key moments of the game also pogba for playing for france is a different player uh he is just unbelievable to watch he is on another level he is actually the midfielder i think everyone talks about when he plays for france and you know yeah france should have as you said correctly said they should have won this game without a doubt uh 
but you know all of them are through to the knockouts it's now now is when the test start yeah but talking about the the team that finished second in this group germany 2-2 versus hungary i mean uh, over the last two weeks whatever happening on the political front from the hungary side i wasn't like a big fan of this team but if i have to just look at their fans from a very core only football point of view uh, they were brilliant and they gave it all to their team and unfortunately they didn't go through the game ended 2-2 at one point hungary were leading 1-0 germany scored the goal it was a it was a horrendous goalkeeping error and within like what 45 seconds of the kick off the next kick off uh hungary score again it was 2-1 it was an amazing game i couldn't watch it completely i was flipping around but whatever i saw a uh, game was superb man it was brilliant to watch yeah international football at its best it was but yeah again germany's quality came through cruz again went into that zone played for about 20 25 minutes he was literally unplayable and that's when germany got their second goal so they finished second france finished first portugal finished third but again they were one of those better third place teams so that's about it for the group stage guys so that happened yesterday night we are talking now on 24th june thursday night so the round of 16 they are going to start on saturday night indian time 9:30 pm and then later that night 12:30 we have the second game so likewise you have games for four days that constitutes to eight games from the round of 16 it starts with wales versus denmark wales again have a great opportunity to go into quarter finals but you cannot write off denmark after that inspiring victory they'll be all charged up this is going to be a wonderful game totally looking forward to it italy austria italy austria any surprises i i think italy based on the form you should expect italy to go through it uh, italy clear favorite for the game uh, austria might cause them a little more trouble than the other teams in the group stages but i still favor italy to make it through to the next round yeah and followed by netherlands czech republic again based on what we have seen how netherlands are playing right now you should fancy and if you see netherlands are on that side of the of the knockout side or the knockout stage where uh there is no spain there is no italy there is no belgium there is no france there is no portugal yeah so netherlands england germany they are all on that side so it's a fairly easier quote unquote easier draw i mean if you if you go into the uh, topic of all international knockout games are not easy because the team who are playing have reached where you have reached so that yeah. means they are also equally a good team as you so i agree to that point but on the balance of players on the balance of bench and everything you will have to give say that that is a slightly uh stronger side next is belgium portugal i am still going with portugal here because again going back to the international experience you're favoring portugal over belgium. belgium i have a hunch portugal's experience will come into play here players like jao moutinho players like ronaldo pepe those guys will 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 be the difference no, i think it will be a very tight game but i actually you know how much i support portugal i feel belgium will make it through because i i think belgium has now i think from since the last world cup are can do it in big game they did it against brazil which which i was pretty sure they wouldn't similar to what you're saying right now i think de bruyne they have these big game players as well now i think they will pull through but as you said if 
Portugal decide to play that day, finally with the type of players they have, it's going to be a test because what if there is one weakness in the Belgium team, it's their defense. Yes. So yeah, I think it's going to be evenly evenly played out. I still feel Belgium will go through. Because that's where I think the game will be decided. Belgium's defense versus Portugal's attack. How well uh, the back three of Belgium are going to handle Portuguese attack. So, I'm, I'm in my hunches, Portugal will score. But you're going with Belgium. Let's see what happens. Yeah. That game's followed by Croatia versus Spain. This could be a balanced Ooh. game. Again, I, I don't have a clear favourites. Because both have shown both sides of what they are. I, I think this will go to penalties. This will be a boring drab nil-nil for 120 minutes and they'll decide it in penalties. See, if it goes all the way, I favour Croatia. Just because they've done it before, mm. when it matters, they are the more tenured team. If you ever have to say it in the you know in big tournaments, they're World Cup finalists, don't forget. Yeah, the 5 nil is very deceptive that Spain had against Slovakia. It's not going to be the same game. And I think Croatia showed in their last game that they still have it. So I actually want, will go all in and say Croatia will knock Spain out. Interesting. Very interesting. Followed by that, we have France versus Switzerland. France, I'm not going to argue much on this. Do you have any other argument? Yeah. No. So let's say no, no, France move no, on. The game of this round. Most of us are looking forward to it. I am looking forward to it. England versus Germany. The classic is back. <laughs> yes, it is back and it is at Wembley. It is <laughs> the big game. And I think Germany will be very happy that it's not in Germany. Uh, it is at <laughs> Wembley where, you know, everyone will be against them. And I think Germany do well. I actually fear for it. I actually, you know, when I saw that, match the when the draw came out i it went back flashback to i remember when both of us were watching brazil versus germany in brazil and i felt like you know brazil, there's no d- chance germany is going to win this game it's brazil all the way and we know how that match ended up so <laughs> i think it you know germany are capable of that they did it to portugal uh if they play like they do like they have in the last couple of games england england is not going to have it easy because England cannot score right now. Yeah, true. See, from, from an English fan perspective, right? They were also thinking that out of France, Portugal and Germany, you pick Germany based on what you have seen so far. But Germany in knockout, they are a different animal. Like if you have seen how they have performed badly in many of the tournaments, they would have gone out in the group stage itself. Once they get into the knockout, they'll at least reach semi-finals. You can expect Germany to go through at least till semi-finals. Uske baad, we don't know what's going to happen. But yeah, it's going to be interesting. Uh, hopefully, it will be a little more attractive and attacking than what I have seen with England so far. But let's see. It will be a great game to watch. Yeah. That is on Tuesday night, Indian time, the seventh game. And this round ends with Sweden versus Ukraine. My only question in this game is, who will play with yellow jersey? Wow. Both have yellow and blue. Both have yellow and blue. <laughs> That's a good point. But I think, I don't even know what their away color color is because they only play with this, this jersey. <laughs> yeah. And even the referee's yeah. clothes are yellow and blue. <laughs> yeah. But this, I think, again, on the balance of play, we'll have to say Sweden. Ukraine was pathetic. Yeah. They qualified because 
there were two worse teams than them that just not because they were better so i'm guessing sweden here so yeah a great round of 16 games we can expect we will come back on monday night and by the time when we come back we would have had four games done and croatia versus spain i think should be going on when we yeah. talk about it so euros talk is done and let's move on to a little sadder thing that happened in indian cricket or i would say a good thing happened for world cricket with new zealand cricket test team won the first ever world test championship deservedly so again five games five day games you can't talk about not deserving you will have to play good cricket across five days to win a five day game but everything was decided within the first one one and a half hours of the sixth day play remember guys we had six days for this test match the reserve day and uh, the one that we were talking about the 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 battle where the game will be decided india's batting versus new zealand bowling yeah and kane williamson doing kane williamson because <laughs> yeah. i mean what a guy what a player yeah well, i think it was a very interesting game you know i never saw india actually have a chance you know there was a moment when new zealand were batting and you know india were you know got a, you know shit ton of wickets there was a fall of wicket flow and you know india were back in the game but i still didn't have that confidence that india can you know bat another second innings get a big lead up and actually grind out a result and i think one of the points which we discussed before the match started was india's lack of patience and we saw that it was for everyone to see on the sixth day when india were batting all they needed to do was rotate the strike get some you know some form get some you know get the feel of the wicket because the ball was moving but it was not moving that much and you know the bounce was very even it was not erratic so we just needed some patience we expected that of pujara pujara is having a really bad run of form shubham shubham gill is i don't know what i mean so much potential but not delivered uh, virat kohli again uh, yeah, we were discussing that he's not scored a century for yonks and then rishabh pant man like when he came on to bat i don't know what the hell he was trying to do i he goes into a phase where every opponent he thinks is australia and you know it he'll get lucky but this was not to be but i think it was fair it was one one thing i want to bring in before we uh, you know get to your views on this is virat kohli after the game saying that if it's a test championship it should not be a one off game it should have been a series what do you think about that i said the same thing last time i said i also said it should be a series so without kohli yeah i would yeah, against I it i think without kohli and i think the same way maybe he must have listened to a podcast who knows i agree <laughs> <laughs> but yeah uh, everything as you pointed out uh, we lack patience the starting of the 6th day morning it was all bright sunshine the pitch was looking good the ball as you said wasn't moving much i expected them to see off the ball for the first one hour yeah. you know and then like gauge the situation and then you know, play your shots play a game and i was expecting to see very good game of test cricket after after a while after a lot of rain interruptions but yeah it was all spoiled i mean spoiled for us because we are indian fans but from the new zealand perspective amazing day the way they executed the plan to each and every player was immense it was not just because they have great players i think they were very well prepared and they were very well prepared for this 
set of players for this Indian team. Yeah. The specific kind of plan, the line and length they were playing, they were maintaining for different players were amazing. Just to give an example, the way how Jadeja got out. He was set up amazingly by Neil Wagner. He kept banging in, banging in, banging in. And then Zook, like one ball he left out, he nicked it. So it was amazing. See, most of us, I mean, I usually, when, when I used to watch Test Cricket a while ago, I like gritty batting. I like to see a session where someone bats really well because that requires a lot of patience and stuff. But over a period of time, you start watching a similar kind of effort goes into bowling also. It's not that a test bowler bowls every ball to pick a wicket. Yeah. You set up a batsman. You set up a batsman for five deliveries, six deliveries, seven deliveries, even for overs, and then you nick that one ball, nick that one delivery. It was it was pinnacle that's of that's what's yeah. great about test cricket, right? It's so much strategy. It's yeah. like if you look at the highlights, Neil Wa- Wagner had one key role was to rile the batsman up and make them uncomfortable. He was not like he was not designed to take wickets. If he does, that's a bonus. Because because batsmen would be so uncomfortable against him, for any other bowler, they would try to score off them and then eventually make a mistake. And like if you look at it, the man of the match, Kyle Jamison, he would if you if you put down a list of bowlers from New Zealand to take most wickets, you would probably not name him. You would yeah. probably name Saudi, Bolt, or even Wagner. But yeah. all he did was bowl after these three superstar bowlers where they just made the Indian batsman so uncomfortable. Then they tried to score off Jameson and made a mistake, edged it. Like if you see Kohli, one of Kohli's biggest flaws we've seen over the years is him prodding at that ball just off the length and he more often than not nicks it. Yeah, He did the same and he's batted more than enough time with Kyle Jameson at R- during his RCB days. He knows exactly what's going to happen but still making that mistake was I think just a you know, lapse in concentration. And I think if you had to define the game, it was India not being concentrated enough. Yeah, yeah. A disappointing end for us Indian cricket fans. But I would say this is the happiest all Indian cricket fans have been after losing a World Cup finals. <laughs> because the team who That's won true. it, the team who won it have all their blessings, all our blessings. Like Kane Williamson is like Garka Ladka. Like when he comes to India, he'll yeah. be treated like an Indian, like maybe better than an Indian gets treated in India. <laughs> I agree. Meaning, I think uh, one of the commentators when they won was like, you know, he got really emotional about saying very few times in life, good guys win. Yeah. And this is that one of those times. And, and that's so true. Yeah. You cannot not like the New Zealand team and they, you know, they deserve it. So yeah. congratulations to them. Yeah, just the round off. This is what Simon Dole exactly said. For once, for once. Nice guys, do finish first. <laughs> that was his uh, final. So much pain in that, right? So much pain in that. <laughs> yeah. Saying that. Yeah, I mean, he must have seen a lot of New Zealand teams trying to be there. And I mean, we have seen New Zealand always, they're always this per- perennial semi finalist in World Cups. And then they played two finals and lost both of them. Good. And, and again, can't say enough of how they lost the World Cup final in 2019. I mean, I don't know. It's, it's still not out of my system. Even, I'm not even a I feel that was the, one of the greatest days in sports for in my lifetime because the England versus New Zealand was going on and Roger Federer versus Novak Djokovic was going on at the same time and both were probably one of the greatest matches of their respective sports ever at the same time. In the same city. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> so, yeah. Great. All right. So, 
congratulations to New Zealand team and that's about it for the World Test Championship. Okay, let's get to the speed point. We'll again give our uh, usual Copa America quick update. Brazil have qualified. They have won the three games. The latest is a victory against Colombia 2-1. They were 1-0 down. If you can see the game, it was an overhead kick. I mean, not a spectacular overhead kick. I mean, still an overhead kick. And then It's a great goal. <laughs> it was a great finish because it was an overhead kick on a fast cross. Mm. So, it was a great goal. But then uh, Brazil came through in the 99th minute when Casemiro scored. Uh, I saw that game actually. Oh. Uh, I thought I'd, I should see Brazil play if, they, if I can't call them my favorite team if I don't watch a single game. So, I saw that game. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, easy, like, obviously, they're the favorites. They're playing far superior than anyone else. So, yeah, great game. So, that's about it from Copa America. And quick uh, updates, anything on the player and the manager transfer side. I think Tottenham are still searching for a manager. I just saw some news that they tried to get Lopetegui and Lopetegui said no. One more manager. Oh my God. <laughs> Tottenham are not able to round up. From the player side, no confirmed transfers have happened ever since we last spoke. The transfers that were supposed to happen are still supposed to happen again. If I have missed any major transfer that has happened, please. I think the only one I think which is almost done is uh, Ashraf Hakimi to PSG on a record deal. Uh, the other, I think Fabrizio Romano tweeted today that the Messi uh, renewal is almost all but confirmed to 2023. Few details remain. I'm guessing those few details involve around how much of a salary reduction Messi will accept. Uh, because he will have to accept it if Barcelona have to stay afloat. Otherwise, call it Messi FC um, because he'll be the bulk of their money. Uh, but that's good news. I personally, as a Real Madrid fan, would hate to see Messi go anywhere else. I cannot see him play any with any other club. So, if this is true, I'm very happy. He deserves to end his career at Barcelona. Great. So, that ends our speed point and that ends our episode also. But before finishing the episode, I just want to uh, read some stats about this Euros that has happened. I collected some of them, some interesting ones with respect to how great and how attacking and how attractive this Euros has been so far. So, out of... These are moments of Bala's <laughs> arousal. Stats. <laughs> To start with, 94 goals in 36 games. It is an average of 2.62 goals per match. In fact, yesterday's game, yesterday's set of games, those four games had 18 goals. It's the highest ever for a single day in the history of Euros. Wow. And Euro 2016, the average goal was 1.92. This one is already 2.62. So far, there have been six penalties missed, which is again the highest ever. Eight own goals so far. Wow. The previous editions of all Euros combined have had only nine own goals. This year alone, we have had eight. And there have been two games where there were two own goals in those games. Wow. So, this is bonkers. And on that note, we would like to end this great episode, our Euros episode. And we'll come back on Monday night, Indian time, where we'll have the results of the first four games done and we'll talk about that then and anything happen in the in the world of sports in the next two three days goodbye everyone from bala bye guys have a great weekend and see you on monday thank you everyone for listening if you enjoyed what you heard 
please make sure you hit the subscribe button and also please like we are literally begging to rate our podcast on whichever app you are listening to it not only helps us but also new listeners to easily find our podcast you can also reach out to us on twitter at the rate sports charcha a big shout out to the jam room audio for our theme music you can follow the jam room on facebook at the rate the jam room audio bye